so that you not get satisfied in how things always are, we're going to do some things a little different today. <laughs> the bulletin. There are some announcements, and what I'm going to ask you to do is look at those bulletins because there are a lot of things you need to sign up for. Look on those, and if you want to attend some of those activities that are going on, the sign-up sheet is uh, out. Sign-up sheets are out in the uh, the foyer to be out there. We're glad you're here today. If you're visiting with us for the first time, you should have been given a uh, a uh, visitor's card, a connect card. If you were not given one of those in the pew in front of you, uh, there are some white cards that says connect on them. If you would fill those out, just uh, uh, put them in the offering plate later on so that we'll have a record of your attendance and be able to follow up and contact you and uh, find out how we can help you, how we can be a blessing to you. You indeed are a blessing to us by being here today. I'm going to lead us in prayer, and then after that, we're going to ask you to turn and greet one another and uh, just have a time of, uh, of fellowship. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and Lord, we uh, are excited about being here. Father, we're excited about being here because of what you are going to say to us, how you're going to say it, Father, and the response of people that will uh, uh, excite us even more. Father, thank you for caring for us. Thank you for loving us. Be with those that are in the hospitals and those that are sick at home today and those that are out of town for whatever reason. Father, we ask you to give them safety. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand and greet one another.
seated, if you will, please. Isaac, if you'd come. We're going to have a report today from our search committee. And then uh, Isaac is going to lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll take our offering at that time. Thanks, Brother Hey, everybody. Uh, sorry we haven't given you an update in a while. Uh, we've been out of town looking at pastors. I've been up teaching the kids at church, fire station, so... I know we haven't spoken in a while, but uh, we're still we're still searching at this time. Um, we have people praying about things. Us as a committee are continuously praying. Uh, we just ask that y'all pray for us as well. Uh, we don't want to get impatient because we know that God's timing's perfect in all this, and we got to remind ourselves of that. Um, so just keep uh, focused on Him, and uh, when it's time, God will make it very clear for all of us. So just uh, continue to pray for us. We definitely need it. Continue to pray for God's man because he's got him prepared for us. And uh, let's just be patient and, and wait for his timing. So with that being said, I'll call the ushers down so we can do the offering real quick. All right, let's pray real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to come into your house, Lord. I just thank you for all the many blessings that you provide for each and every one of us in here, Lord. And I just uh, pray you just bless this offering, Lord. Just bless all the ministries it's going to, Lord. And Lord, it's just uh, it's all about you and your kingdom, Lord. And I just pray that you just continue to multiply and just provide for us as only you can, Lord. And we just want you to get all the honor and glory and praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
We've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. You've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies. You're trying to fill the same old holes inside. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, you're saving. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. When there's a better life, there's a better life if you got paid. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you believe it. You receive it. If you can't feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can't feel it, somebody testify, testify. If you believe it, if you receive it. Somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can't feel it, somebody testify, testify, testify. You got pain. He's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker, chain breaker. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way. Hey!
take a heart that's broken, make it over again. But I know a man who can, and I can take a soul that's sin sick. Wash it white as white as snow, but I know a man who can. Some call him Savior, the Redeemer of all men. I call him Jesus, for he's my dearest friend. If you feel that no one loves you and your life is out of hand, well, I
To him be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. For there is one body, one spirit, just as also you were called with one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. From the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 3, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Jordan, saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And then to verse 11, John is saying, as for me, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he is coming who is after me mightier than I, and I am not fit to to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly cleanse his threshing floor. And he will gather together his wheat into his barn, And he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Verse 13. Then Jesus came, arriving at Galilee, from Galilee at the Jordan River, coming to John to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized of you, and you come to me? But Jesus answered, carefully listen, what Jesus said, permit it to be at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. And after being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him, on Jesus. 
And behold, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. May God bless the reading of his word. Would you bow with me as we pray? Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, the creator of all that is seen and unseen of heaven and earth, Lord of all creation, and he who one day will be King of kings and Lord of lords of all life. We bow before you today in this humble experience of coming to watch as a dear brother confesses his faith publicly in our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray especially your blessing upon Thomas Smith and his family, many of whom are home today sick. We pray for them. They're watching just now. We pray for Thomas's mother and daddy in Tampa, Florida. We send them our greetings and our love. And I pray that they will understand what Thomas is doing here today. As an adult, by faith he confesses Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. Help us to understand what you have said in your holy word. Let us hear it now. Let us believe it and let us obey. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Baptism is a ritual, an ordinance, some call it a sacrament, performed by every Christian denomination in one form or the other. Today, in this place, Eastwood Baptist Church in Marietta, Georgia, we've come to this baptistry. Like the River Jordan, there's water here. And we want to hear what God's Word says so that you will understand what baptism is. This is what we call biblical baptism. It is following the example of Jesus. And what Thomas is doing is in obedience to his Lord's command. It is important for you, each one of you, men and women, young people and adults, even the children, to understand just what is happening here. What does this mean? What does it mean to me, to you personally? In this wonderful passage of Scripture from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1 and continuing, we have a clear explanation of what baptism is according to what we as Baptists believe is faith baptism or believer's baptism. But there's much misunderstanding about baptism, and so we need from this text to understand a couple of things. 
First of all, we need to understand why Jesus was baptized. There's much misunderstanding about that. Some people say Jesus was baptized because he was a sinner and he needed his sins cleansed and the water cleansed his sins. That's not taught in the scriptures. Jesus was the sinless son of God. From heaven's glory through the birth from the Virgin Mary, Jesus was without sin and no one could accuse him of sin. And they did not. Others say, well, Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. And so at his baptism, he received the Holy Spirit. And that's why you and I need to receive the Holy Spirit. Dear friends, Jesus is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Spirit of God, the Holy God, the unseen God. And the Holy Spirit was with Jesus in the beginning in creation. When God created the heavens and the earth, God the Father was there and God the Spirit was there and the Word, the Son was there in the beginning. So Jesus did not simply receive the Holy Spirit at his baptism. But what's going on then? Very quickly. First of all, dear friends, this is the beginning of the earthly ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. Born in Bethlehem of the Virgin Mary, raised in Nazareth in the home of his stepfather Joseph with other brothers and sisters. And at about age 30, Jesus began his public ministry. And the first thing that he did was he came down from Galilee in the north to the River Jordan. And there he saw a strange character in the water by the name of John the Baptizer. And as Jesus walked close to John, John says, look, behold, this is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. This is the one that I was talking about. I said that one mightier than I is coming. This is him. From our study on Sunday night, we learned immediately, Andrew, and tonight, if you'll come, James and John, the sons of thunder, that rowdy bunch, they left John the Baptist and followed Jesus. Why? Because John the Baptist pointed him out. This is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He alone takes away the sin of the world. Water doesn't take away the sin of the world. I call you, John the baptizer said, to repentance. It's time to change your mind. Change your mind from what our Jewish Old Testaments taught, and that was that you're saved by being a member of a family or a tribe or a clan. The salvation is a part of a national identity. If you were a Jew, then you were 
a Jewish believer. But John says it is not, it is not of human descent. It is not because of your family. It is not because of your grandfather or your grandmother. It is because, not because someone in your family was a preacher. You need to personally experience Christ as your personal Savior. That's what the Scripture is teaching here. And so Jesus came to be baptized, first of all, to say, John, you're right. I am the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I am the Son of God from heaven, the Son of Man coming to this earth. You're right. And John, you're right on the second point too. <clears throat> that unless man, men and women, boys and girls repent, they will perish. We need to turn from our sins and turn to Christ as our personal Savior. Each person individually must come. John, you're right. But John, I want you to immerse me in this water. Why, John asked. I know who you are. You are mightier than I. You need to baptize me. But Jesus said, John, listen, listen. Listen to his words. Permit it to be so at this time. For in this way, all righteousness is fulfilled. What in the world does that mean? Jesus says, in this public demonstration of my baptism, I am, first of all, prophesying this is how I am going to end. I am going to die. The waters of death are going to cover me as they did on the cross when Christ died for our sins. But on the third day, I'm going to rise again. And he come, came out of the water. Jesus is showing to John. Jesus is showing to the world that the only way you and I are going to be saved is as we are baptized into Christ, into Christ's death and resurrection. You see, Christ died for us, and this is the baptism. It is not the baptism in water. It is the baptism into Christ. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul is explaining to the church at Rome. Don't you understand? Didn't you hear when we preached and told you, he says, that all of us have been baptized into Christ? He doesn't say into water. He says into Christ. And, and we have been baptized into his death. And so by Jesus being baptized, he says, this is how I'm going to accomplish. This is how I'm going to complete all righteousness. This is how men and women are made righteous before God. 
when they come by faith and receive Christ as Savior and the Holy Spirit of God baptizes them into the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is a spiritual experience. It is a spiritual work of God. It is a Holy Spirit work in the human life. It's not into the water, but it's into Christ. So each one of us who comes in simple faith and bows before Christ to receive him as Savior, God by his Holy Spirit gives us his Spirit. He pours out the Spirit and that Holy Spirit baptizes us into Christ. And it's like a new birth. You must be born again. And that new birth comes as God's Holy Spirit sees the honesty of your heart as you, as you confess, I am a sinner. I need God's mercy and grace. I can't save myself. I throw myself on the mercy of God. At that moment, God works the greatest miracle in the world, the miracle of the new birth. Have you experienced it? Have you experienced it? Some of you have. Many of you give testimony. But some of you are sitting here saying, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, friend, we call you today to witness our Lord as he goes under the water he says, I'm going to die for you. And Jesus rises again and comes out of the water. And what happens? What happens? The Holy Spirit of God bears witness. The Holy Spirit of God came like a dove, not for the first time, but to confess, this is Christ, this is right, this is the way of salvation. The way of salvation is following Christ as Savior and Lord. So the Holy Spirit is seen as a dove. But in order to convince your heart and mind, God spoke out of heaven. And this is what he says. This is what God says. This is my beloved Son. We're not saved by a church. We're not saved by baptism. We're not saved by the saints. We're saved by the Son, S-O-N, of God. Amen. 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 Oh, dear friends, that's why Jesus was baptized. He wanted to show you. He wanted to proclaim. He wanted to prophesy. He wanted to preach from the water. That's why I'm in this water today. I've stood in the waters of the Ganges in India and the rivers of Java and Sumatra and Kalimantan stood in the waters and preached this same gospel to Muslims and to headhunters saying that the only way anyone can be right with God is by understanding that Jesus died for them and arose again and as you come humbly to say, God, I'm a sinner, I cast myself upon your mercy, that we're saved. And that's why Jesus was saved. That's why Jesus was baptized. He wanted to show you the true way. 
But our Lord said also, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go make disciples of all people in the world. And as you go, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And so Jesus not only demonstrates or tells us and teaches us what baptism is, but Jesus tells you as a believer that you too are to follow him in New Testament baptism. And when we look at this baptism of Jesus, there are some things that strike us. First of all, Jesus came personally. His mother didn't bring him. His father, my stepfather Joseph, did not bring him. Jesus made a personal decision to come. It is personal. Frankly, it's very private. But it's powerful when you bow your knee to Christ and receive him as Savior. And as you confess him as your Lord. Jesus came personally. He also came voluntarily. No one forced him. Many years ago when the missionaries came from France and from Spain to South America, wanting to Christianize the tribes, they would literally take a branch and dip it in water and sprinkle it over the people. That made them Christians. Oh, dear friends, dear friends, we would not, Baptist will not, we dare not force anyone to be baptized or to follow Christ. Baptists believe that you are responsible, you have a free will, you are responsible before God for your own soul. The church is here. The gospel is preached from this pulpit. You've heard it so many times. And many of you have responded. And some of you have not. Some of you have not yet responded. Come personally. Come voluntarily. Come, dear friends, honestly. Jesus came because in his heart he knew this is what God wanted him to do. You may be here this morning and you've never received Christ as Savior. We invite you at this, after this baptismal service and we have the invitation that you would come then. But right now, let's watch as one of God's children comes now into these waters to obey his Savior. Not obey the church, not obey the preacher. He comes to obey Jesus. So would you welcome with me this morning Thomas Smith? I got it, Thomas.
confession of faith. You believe in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And upon his command, you are being baptized because Jesus commanded you to be baptized, to openly confess him as your, as your Savior and Lord. Upon this credible confession of your faith, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. just a moment, we're going to have an invitational hymn, and uh, Brother Lee is going to be standing here at the front, and if in your heart you've been putting this thing of baptism off, maybe you just have some questions. I, I have some questions I need to ask. I need to settle some things first. Brother Lee is here. The deacons are here. If you'll come tonight, one hour before the evening service, I'll be here and I'll, I'll try to work with you from God's word to answer any questions you might have about baptism. But we have those ready right now. And I'm going to say to you, you may have been baptized as a child and in your heart there's been questions about that. Somewhere along the line, God really got a hold of your heart and you know you've been saved. But I, you've never confessed Christ with believer's baptism. Many Christians have pre-Christian baptisms, pre-faith baptisms. Faith comes before baptism. Faith comes before baptism. We must believe that God is and that God does what he says when he says, come unto me all you who labor and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Now would you quietly stand together? Brother Lee is going to be standing here at the front and we're going to have a, an invitational hymn. We invite you to come Right now, right now, please. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved. Do you need to settle it with the Lord right now? Come on. Don't be ashamed. Your wife, your husband will wait on you. Friends will wait. This is a time to open your heart to Christ. This is a time to be honest with God. Maybe you've been in another denomination and you were baptized as a child, but now you've come to true faith. You need to publicly confess Christ with baptism. Would you come? We invite you to come right now. Sing it together. 
brief no less days to sing God's praise than when we first began. Well, I want to thank you for your patience this morning. I want to say that Brother Lee and I and the staff is here to minister to you. And after this service, if you want to come and speak to us, we'll be glad to minister to you. Again, my offer is this evening before the worship service. I'll be speaking on the two disciples, James and John, the sons of thunder. They were rowdy youngins. Jesus said, I remember them when they were boys. They hadn't outgrown it yet. Come and hear that sermon. May God bless you. I'm going to breathe a prayer now, which is our benediction. Would you bow your heads? I wonder if you'd do this. Won't you just reach to the right or left of you and take the hand of whoever's nearest? Would you do it? Would you do it? Come on. It's okay. Come on, just take somebody, take somebody's hand. It may be the warmest thing they've felt all day. <laughs> and now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the people together said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.